And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back, friends, neighbors, and all you music lovers out there to another hour of music and madness here on The David Bowers Awards, the only show that is always an award show because, well, there's so many now, what's one more? We'll just make every show an award show, and, hey, we'll have award winners of our own to bring back and visit us, like our first guest right here, coming back for an encore with their brand-new Christmas hit, Pre-Christmas. I think you're going to like this very touching song from our friend Smith Sisters Bluegrass called Christmas in July for April. Here with Smith Sisters Bluegrass, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. April was the little girl who used to live next door. I knew her for a lifetime, though she was only four. She was such a lovely child, happy all the time. Long before she went away. I thought of her as mine She had a smile for everyone She seemed so full of love We knew she had a special gift Straight from God above She brought smiles to faces That have never smiled before If she had been my own little girl I couldn't have loved her Christmas tree. It struck me kind of funny, but a tear came to her eye. Something said, Go find a tree, though it was mid July. I took a drive and found a tree, not knowing the reason why. For what little April had in mind with Christmas in July? She looked so bright and cheerful on that summer day When I brought the tree to her, she wanted me to stay And we had Christmas in Filled with neighbors I didn't understand Then her mom walked up to me And took me by the hand She said, thanks so much for coming You see, April's always known She wouldn't have much time on earth Till God would take her home 
Thank you, girls, for sending us the new release, which was just released October 25th, just two months before Christmas. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful song. Uh, thank you so much for letting us be among the first to share it. John Bon Jovial, your comments. Oh, a beautiful song. Uh, the, the sentiment uh, is just, I mean, it's enough to bring a tear to your eye. It really is. And uh, I just uh, I got to applaud the girls for tackling a subject matter that I guess we'll all have to face in our life or some people already have. And uh, they do it in such a beautiful and poignant manner. Uh, and, and I hope that we can get them back on the show uh, sooner than later, because I'd really like to talk to them about it. Well, we will be having them back after the, after the first of the year. Uh, they've got a couple of projects in the works right now, uh, at least one album. And uh, I know I've already talked to them about coming back on the show and sharing it with us and our listeners out there. So we're definitely looking forward to that one. And uh, want to take a moment to thank our house band, Titty Bingo, for our theme music. And you can check them out online. Uh, their website is in the process of undergoing an overhaul. It's being uh, renewed and freshened up, but uh, you can check them out at tittybingo.com. John Bon Jovial, how are things in Bon Jovial land? Well, you know, it is fall in Florida. Technically, it's fall. It's autumn. The uh, leaves, well, they're not really changing color. <laughs> but, and for that matter, the temperature isn't cooling down either. It's still uh, very much up into the 90s with a lot of humidity. And, uh, you know, you were skeptical when I was complaining to you about 10 and a half months of summer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this year's a, a pretty good example uh, of that. <laughs> it's warm here in southwest Florida. But I've been keeping track of the weather out in your neck of the hood. Uh, neck of the hood. Yeah, the hood. Uh, your neighborhood <laughs> in, uh, in, out there in the Valley of the Sun, Tempe, Arizona. And it looks like you're just getting some absolutely gorgeous weather, low 70s, mild breezes, low humidity. Yeah, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, we've had a little uh, a little bit of a kick up to the breezes at times. Matter of fact, we've had some winds, but uh, nothing like our uh, nothing like our friends in California are oh, going yeah, through. And uh, we feel for them there. and uh, wish them all the very best. That is uh, really really something uh, terrible that they're going through there in California with the uh, with the fires all over the place and major. I mean, talking about some humongous fires. Uh, our uh, our best wishes and prayers to all the people of uh, California and, that are being affected by these fires. Okay, here on the David Bowers Awards, we do have a couple of announcements to make. 
And uh, one of them, uh, we're going to make our first The David Bowers Award of the Week. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's a salute to our new friends. Because as of this week, we, uh, Eric Martin Koppelman is uh, hosting The David Bowers Awards on his iRadio USA. So be sure and check them out iRadio USA. You can find them online and uh, we will be available on that platform now along with all the others that we're on. And we thank Eric Martin Koppelman and all of the folks at uh, iRadio USA for adding us to their roster. We're looking forward to a a long and fun relationship with them. Happy to be a part and uh, you be sure and tune them in, check them out online radio and you don't need any special equipment you don't have to have a smartphone or any if you can get online you can listen to iradio.com that's iradio usa and don't forget to tell them that uh, you heard about it here on the david bowers awards john bon jovial who have we got coming up today well we've got a couple of really fantastic guests that are coming up our first guest today is a guy named nicholas edward williams and uh, we're going to play some of his music, and I think that you guys are really going to enjoy everything that you hear from uh, Mr. Edwards, to, uh, Mr. Williams today, and uh, very much looking forward to talking to him. I know he's on hold in the green room right now, uh, but then we've got a real treat. Not to say that Nicholas Edward Williams isn't a treat. I'm sure that he likes himself, and his family loves him. Uh, but, but we've got we, we, we have, <laughs> go ahead dig yourself out <laughs> yeah 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 i know dig myself i'm just digging the hole deeper and deeper uh but uh our, our very good friend joe bonsell of the oak ridge boys is going to be with us today as well and they're going to be premiering uh he's going to be premiering a couple of new songs off of their christmas album and uh, we've had a chance to preview it. It is, well, anything that you would expect from the Oak Ridge Boys is going to be high-quality stuff, and that's what this is. And uh, we're going to spend uh, a few minutes talking to Joe, and, and uh, it's just really looking forward to it. we got a great show today. we got a couple of really good artists that we're going to be speaking with, and uh, I, I think that we probably should make that leap here in just a moment or two, don't you? Yeah, I do, and uh, we are looking forward to talking with uh, Joe Bonzel of the Oak Ridge Boys, and uh, I've had a pleasure of listening to a few tracks off of the album, and uh, this is uh, this is a little bit different. This isn't your normal Christmas, you know, Christmas album with Christmas carols, and the uh, this is what well, you're going to hear for yourself. It's a down-home Christmas, but first, we're going to go down home with Mr. Nicholas Edward Williams, who will be joining us in about, uh, oh, two and a half minutes right after we listen to this track, Mississippi John. Sudden sun, let it roll my mind, feeling fine and young. 
John from Nicholas Edward Williams, who's here to talk with us today. Come on in here, Nicholas. Hello there. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing just fine, thanks. Thank you for coming by and uh, sitting down to chat with us for a while. Now, you're you're a name that I'm not familiar with. I just found you here recently and decided, you know, he would be a uh, a good person to have on the show. Before we get into your music and everything. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, and how you got to doing what you're doing. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, number one. Uh, number two, I guess performing under my own name is a bit of a new thing for me. For uh, 10 years, I was performing under a moniker called Weatherman, which is spelled W-H-E-T-H-E-R-M-A-N, right. like weather or not man. And I put out eight albums with that project and did a lot of touring and um, had a band occasionally. And that was more in, like, the folk, soul, Americana sort of spectrum. Um, and then I kind of just felt like I needed to change directions, and I was really digging into a lot of American roots music history and uh, found people like Doc Watson and Mississippi John Hurt. And um, I started changing the way I was playing guitar, and um, that was about a year and a half ago. And then I've just kind of really taken off with the guitar playing and learning different styles since then, um, and that's what kind of sparked this new sound and the inspiration to have a new project. So this album is real, is new for me, and the project is new for me. But I've been playing for about um, 12 years professionally. So, 
and this has been about a year and a half at the in the current stage of your uh, of your performing. Are, are you writing your own music now? Yeah, yeah. All the stuff with Weatherman was stuff that I've written, and then um, this project is is all songs that I've written. And there's two songs in the record that are um, one is a song. Uh, by Woody Guthrie called Ramblin' Around, which is the inspiration for the title of the record, As I Go Ramblin', Ramblin Around. And then right. um, The Big Rock Candy Mountains is also on there, which is an old folk song. Yeah, and I, I slapped myself on the wrist. I did not mention the title of the uh, of the album. That's uh, As I Go Rambling Around. And uh, that's uh, what, they can find that online everywhere? Yeah, it's on you know all the streaming platforms. You can find it on web- my website, nicholasedwardwilliams.com, or you know all the social media stuff. You can find links there too. John Bon Jovi, will jump in here anytime. Sure. Well, hey Nicholas, welcome. Uh, we're awfully glad that you're with us. I got to tell you uh, that first song that we just played, uh, Mississippi John. I, I I just love that. And I was going to ask you. You kind of answered the question for me already, but I was going to ask you about uh, influences such as Mississippi John Hurt and uh, Doc Watson. Uh, you mentioned both of those names. Both of those names being two of my musical heroes uh i've had ah, i never got nice well yeah I, I never got to see mississippi john hurt but i did get to see doc watson a couple of times the uh, first time i saw him was with his son merle before he tragically passed away but uh you know i tell yeah. you what that, that that's you you just you just can't get better than that I and mean, that was so good it's so good and uh i wish i had seen both of them as well i wish i would have seen Doc, while he was alive, and I kind of came into the fold uh, of his music a little bit later on. Early, you know, I kind of came in at the very tail end of his life, unfortunately. Better, um, better late than yeah, never, my those friend. Guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he, uh, right. he he was amazing. Another, uh, Taj Mahal was is another one that uh, was you know uh, uh, of of this genre. Mm-hmm. Although he would electrify it up from time to time. Uh, so obviously right. and he you, influenced a lot of Caribbean sounds. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But obviously, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, blues in your background. So how, how did that come about this kind of influence? Well, I kind of trace it back to, I got to open for Taj Mahal and, uh, back in 2014. Really? And, uh, meeting him was, uh, a bit of a surreal experience because he's kind of such this enigmatic figure on stage and backstage i mean he is just the most cool calm and collected person you'd ever meet um and i i opened for him down in florida at a, at a place that um is called ponte beach concert hall that i also opened for the wood brothers at which was another kind of revelation for me musically and i think that talking with him for a while we talked about all sorts of different blues artists from mississippi john hurt to relatively unknown guys like joseph spence and snooks eaglin uh, and I kind of, I guess I took that as a, a bit of a history lesson. And from there, was it sparked a lot of interest in me to, to start looking back and digging into the foundation of the music that we love today. And I guess a part of me realized how, you know, how important it is to continue playing that style, of course, and those songs, and to continue to expose that to generations that probably otherwise wouldn't hear it. So I, I try to play those songs, and, and I do incorporate a lot of traditional songs, traditional Piedmont blues, Elizabeth Cotton songs, Mississippi John Hurt songs, um, into my set and talk about the history so that it's not just, I don't want to come off as if I'm taking his style, because that song, Mississippi John, is, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a mixture between a Travis-style picking and Mississippi John Hurt-style picking. 
and it goes through my favorite songs of his and kind of the overall feeling that I get. But I, I really want to make sure that I pay homage to them and give them credit. Um, well, you, so certainly, you certainly that, do. I mean, there's, there's the... Thank the, you, but... It, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I just, I get kind of upset when I hear, um, when I hear people covering songs and, and making them popular again and, and not really outwardly giving them credit for the original songwriters or the original composers. Um, and I know that, you know, folk songs can get lost over time of who, who wrote who, but to me it's just really important to keep tradition alive and to keep those songs alive because I don't want, you know, I don't want them to be forgotten. So. Well, you're certainly preaching to the choir here with that attitude. You, you really are. This, <laughs> and, and i got to commend you for, for going off in that direction because there's so many of today's, and I put this in uh, quotations, artists that they, they have no idea what real talent is because they rely on auto-tune and they rely on overly produced musical tracks. And, you know, of course, with uh, right. with digital studios, you, there's just so much more that you can do now than when it was strictly analog. And, uh, you know, look, I'm a dinosaur. I'll readily admit that I am an analog man stuck in a digital world. <laughs> hey, but you couldn't, you know much harder to fix your mistakes in analog yes that's you to right be, you know pretty spot on your first take and yeah. and that you know i think a lot of what's happening now in music is attributed to stuff that happened that started back in the 70s and 80s and 90s where uh, there became you know a, a reasonable formula for success and a lot of people have latched on to that idea and i'm very much in the analog mindset as well where i i would much rather be making art than make, be making money you and I, um, you and and I are going to really become fast goal. friends, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> not to say that there's any money in music anyways these days, but, you know, you could take that route if you wanted to of, of pursuing whatever the, the equation is to, in, in whatever genre you want. Um, and you could go find the producers. You could pay the money. You could sign the deals. You could do all that stuff and put yourself in debt and uh, morally and financially. And you, you may not be happy, so... You might as well create what you want to create and create art and, and let that be the case. Well, you've definitely had, uh, you, you've had the uh, Kerouac-style, Bohemian, uh, nomadic lifestyle. <laughs> when, you were, when you were a kid, let's see, you, you were born in Seattle, and uh, yep. later you migrated, uh, well, you had to migrate to California, and you went from there <laughs> all the way to the other side of the country to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and back a few times. And uh, so you, mm -hmm. you, you've done some traveling, and uh, you, you kind of live that life on the road. What's your situation now? Are you still on the road? Are you based out of somewhere or what? Yeah, I, uh, for a long time, I was kind of living in different vehicles and um, was a free roamer, you could say. And uh, I definitely attribute a lot of um, my musical inspiration to finding different genres and different cultural areas around the country. But um, my wife and I moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee a year ago as of this week, and which is the first place we've lived um, steadily since about four years ago. Um, so it, it feels really good to be uh, centrally located somewhere. And I'm in a, a city that's aspiring to do some really amazing things. And it's a great jumping point for me to go off and do tours um, and so I, I still have that in my blood, and I, you know, I'll go out for two weeks at a time here and there. But I guess 
the the need and the desire and the itch to move is not as uh, it's not quite as itchy as it used to be. Um, so I'm, I'm more content now, I guess, staying in one place. You know, and, and we do have a tendency to sort of uh, you want to have a little bit of a rootsy feeling in our life as we uh, as we move on in the in the years. I don't want to say that three-letter word OLD, but uh, we do get older, <laughs> and uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, now, you grew up a musician, and you've been all over the place touring uh, the UK and in Europe, too, as well as here in the States. How do you compare the Europe audiences, the European audiences, to the American audiences? Well, in my experience, um, if you look, I mean, in just the general history of, of the world, America is, is akin to a teenager when it comes to how long the society has been together. You know, when you look at Western right. Europe or you look at Asia especially. Um, and it makes complete sense why this is the case, that when I go to Western Europe and the UK, um, the audiences are, they have a, a steep and very enriched tradition of music and therefore, and granted, a lot of these countries are smaller, but um, they, did, they do just appreciate music on a completely different level than they do here. If you go to listening rooms in the United States or you go to festivals, you might see something similar. Um, but generally, in the case of playing like a, a bar venue in Western Europe, you're still going to have, you know, three quarters of the audience in, in, the, in the place that actually pay attention to you, as opposed to being background music um, that occasionally happens in the States. Um, so I think it has to do with just the history of, of how long the country has been or the area of the world has been going. Um, so to me, it's just, they, yeah, it's a different appreciation that they have. It's a deeper respect. Um, and even in, you know, I played a, a lot of shows in Germany more than other places uh, in Western Europe, and I really found that, that culture to be incredibly uh, insightful because, you know, if you're coming, you know, when they're coming into the show, everybody's very stoic and um, they don't show a whole lot of emotion. And when you right. play, I mean, they're clapping up until you're ready to talk again um, and they're not speaking a word and they're, you know, they'll hush each other if, if you're about to say something. And then afterwards, you know, you just see this complete, um, this completely en enlivened person in front of you. You don't really have, you know, we can't really speak the same language, but um, the message that they, they got from the song was effective. Um, and right. it could be, could be that they're interpreting it anyway, but there is just that I feel like um, they're less prone to, um, you know, I feel like our, our, our ability to pay attention to something are, is a lot of, it's a lot shorter here in the United States, I feel like in, in some other countries. Um, so to me, yeah, it's just a, a deeper appreciation and, and a more ability to be more still probably. Right. I'm not surprised that you uh, that you noticed that, and I also uh, we've noticed that uh, because we are dinosaurs and we've been around a while. Uh, the we've noticed that <laughs> the European audiences team tend to hang on to their favorite artists a lot longer than the American audiences. The American audiences do to a degree, but over there, once they know you and once you're popular there, you are forever popular there. I agree. I agree. I think we're, yeah, we're, pr we're more prone to trends and because information, I mean, it runs fast all over the world, but I feel like especially here where we seem to be caught up in the, what's the next best thing. 
uh, right. mentality yeah. all the and, and a lot of different industries too, not just with music, but you know, with clothes, with um, entertainment and all, of all sorts. I just think, yeah, we we like turnover rate better than we like sustainability. Yeah, I agree with you there. Do, do are they as uh, are they as wrapped up in their cell phones as we are? I haven't experienced that. I I feel like you know, granted, the last time I was there was two years ago. Um, I I found a noticeable difference in uh, conversation and with present moment awareness with with their society. I mean, it's, especially in the countries that I was in, I was touring in. Germany and Denmark and France and Spain and all of the UK. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like a lot of people were having conversations and there was, I did not see a lot of people kind of mindlessly staring down, uh, especially if they were walking on the street or something like that. Um, I didn't right. see a whole lot of people caught up in that. That's become a, uh, that's become quite a thing over here. I know our, our friends, uh, we know the, uh, we, the Bellamy brothers, Howard and David have told us, uh, kind of the same thing because they are, they are still touring over there two, three times a year and drawing amazing crowds. And, uh, they, they've kind of said the same thing that, uh, you just reconfirmed here. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not at all surprised at that observation. Now, you have been, this album has been out, what, since June? and uh, Since June, yeah. Right. What have you got on the table uh, coming up in the near future? Uh, so I'm actually going to tour in Australia in January and the beginning of February, so I'll be over there for about a month, mostly in Tasmania, and then I'll be kind of around Melbourne um, for the last week or so. And then... Next year, I'm releasing um, a compilation of classic Disney and kids songs that I grew up with. Um, wow. And these are kind of spanning um, songs of like, you know, Roger Miller from Robin Hood, The Jungle right. Book, Aristocats, um, kind of your classic, not, nothing that really happened after 1979, probably, um, Disney-wise or, or kids movie-wise. Um, I'd like to hear from you when... Yeah, yeah, I would, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Um, I guess the main reason for that being that I, I ended up learning Udalali from Robin Hood and also I Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book and the, the demographic reach of those songs is endless. I feel like I'm, when I play them, I'm reaching kids that are, you know, little toddlers that have never, probably haven't seen right. the original Jungle Book or the original Robin Hood and then uh, all the way up to people that, you know, Obviously, they probably grew up with the songs or the, watching these movies when they were adults or when they were having kids of their own. And to me, um, those songs just represent a certain kind of nostalgia that is so playful and, sure. um, and positive and fun. So I really wanted to bring a song or an album out that, that kind of showcased those songs. So that record will be called Oodalali, um okay. Songs from My Childhood. So we'll be looking that forward to that year. one. Please yeah. keep in touch with us. Let us know when that album's going to sure. be ready, and we can maybe have you come back and uh, preview a couple of tracks from it for us. I'd love to. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Edward Williams, and from his so current much, EP, As I Go Rambling Around, here is Eve of Fog. All I had to go 
Edward Williams right here on the David Bowers Awards. And thank you so much for coming and sharing with us, Nicholas. We look forward to that album next year. Also, want to get you all ready because we've got the next segment ready to go. We'll be talking with Ben Joey here in just, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. I do want to... I do want to mention someone that I inadvertently missed there at the beginning. We want to thank Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on our FM affiliate, WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. And while you're checking out Rochester Free Radio, don't forget to check out Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And, uh, well... That's about it. John Bon Jovi, do you have something you'd like to add? Uh, just, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with Nicholas and very much looking forward to talking to our next guest, Mr. Bon Jovi, Joe Bonsell himself. So uh, I think without further ado, I think you should introduce this first song, don't you? Well, I think I will do that very much. Listeners, don't forget, check with our, go see, uh, go look up our guests online and like Nicholas and uh, Joe Bonzel and the Oak Ridge boys, they'd love to hear from you. Drop your comments, your likes and whatever on your favorite social media from their brand new Christmas album. These are the Oak Ridge boys down home Christmas. You're walking to the place. Mama hands you a plate. Daddy gives a kiss. Says it's good to see your face. Granny is a cousin, there's turkey in the oven Oh, the fire's glowing and we're hoping that it snows Ain't nothing like a down-home Christmas There's every kind of pie you'd ever want to eat Stars are shining bright on the top of that tree Ain't nowhere else that I'd rather be Parade on the satellite dish. Most of us are just now wrapping our gifts. Thank the good Lord for times like this. Ain't nothing like a down home Christmas. There's every kind of pie you'd ever want to eat. Stars are shining bright on the top of that tree. Ain't nowhere else that I'd rather be. Ain't nothing like a down home Christmas. There ain't nothing like a down home Shining bright on the top of that tree Ain't nowhere else that I'd rather be There ain't nothing like a down-home Christmas There ain't nothing like a down-home Christmas There ain't nothing like a down-home Christmas And here he is right now from the fabulous legendary Oak Ridge Boys Ben Joey himself, Joe Barnstable Come on in here, Joe <laughs> Hey, David, what in the world were you just playing? What was that, me? That was you from, uh, I don't know, I think it was 2015, and uh, you did a uh, video with uh, Elizabeth Golden on fiddle. 
Okay, right. You know, I remember it. We were backstage, I think, at the Kentucky State Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah, I, and we just we just got the jamming together, and I think uh, somebody somebody uh, filmed it. And I, how did you get that? Is, is that on YouTube? I forgot. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is on YouTube. I was doing a little research. I wanted to see if I could get a video of or an audio, rather, of you playing uh, picking on the banjo. I found that, and I said, "Beautiful." And, uh, oh, man. Great having That's Elizabeth. That's really funny. Thank you, Dave. That's oh, really thank funny. you. A pleasure. <laughs> Listen, we're here to talk about this Christmas album you guys have got out, uh, Down Home yeah. Christmas. Uh, tell us a little about the album, because I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you. Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, the cool thing about this album is, it, you know, let's face it, we, we have out more Christmas music than Kenny Rogers and uh, and Andy Williams put together, and maybe can add Dolly Parton. <laughs> And uh, this would be our eighth overall Christmas album. And as you know, we do a big Christmas tour every year, so there's we have a great vehicle to carry an album. And right. a new album means new music, which means a freshened-up Christmas tour and a Christmas show. So uh, we're always kind of thinking Christmas uh, in this group. We, we can't get away from it. But the great thing about this album, and if you're going to do a new Christmas album, you've got to... Uh, I don't know, come up with something different, I think, or sure. a little bit of a new direction. And we went with Dave Cobb and uh, Lightning Rod Records, who did 17th Avenue Revival that we've talked mm-hmm. about before. And so we went into Studio A with Dave Cobb, and believe me, this Christmas album has a whole new touch and feel, I think, than anything we've done before. Incredibly well-written songs. And uh, uh, the label let us put a lot of new songs on there, and we had these songwriters. Actually, it was like old-time Nashville days. We're down there in the studio recording, and we're talking to Dave about needing a song about a family piano. We want, we need a song about the piano. We've all talked about gathered around the family piano, and that we and Dave made that the attitude, the family piano attitude of the whole album. The boys are gathered around the piano singing cool Christmas songs, and it's very simple, sparse production with the voices out front. But what made it like old Nashville is his stable of songwriters upstairs would write a song about the family piano and bring it down. And wow. we listen and go, whoa, that's really cool. And then cut it. It was like old-time Nashville. These guys were writing the album as we were recording it. You know, I was thinking exactly that. Old-time Nashville or Tin Pan Alley in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, awesome. you know, man, we need, we, you know, we do this segment on our stage with Santa Claus. And we've had the same kind of shtick going for years. We, we could really use a couple of really cool new Santa Claus songs. And these guys write, don't go pulling on Santa Claus's beard. And they write this song <laughs> called Reindeer on the Roof. And we're going, my gosh, this is great. And we cut it right there, boom, with the musicians, like like right away. That that kind of attitude, I think, comes through with the unique energy that this album, I think, provides. I think, you know, we did record Silent Night on there, and uh, the label insisted we put Amazing Grace on as a bonus cut, and we did. And um, I, I think that people who enjoy Christmas music and enjoy Oak Ridge Boys Christmas music are going to really like this thing. I agree, and it is, as you said, it's a fresh, new, different take, and uh, it's definitely not your daddy's old Christmas songs, that's for sure. Uh, It's a a fun, enjoyable, well, it's perfectly titled, Down Home Christmas, because that's exactly what you picture, and we're going to play another track from it after we talk with you, but I know that was the the thought I had. This is is new, this is fresh and different, and I I know the fans are going to love it. And uh, our, listeners, our listeners may not know this, but one of the things we do on uh, my show here is we, well, I should say don't do, is we don't use 
preset question list. We kind of like the spontaneity of unrehearsed questions and answers. And uh, so part of this is uh, we're going to surprise Joe with this next question because he doesn't know it's coming. We're going to kind of put you on the spot here. But uh, with Christmas right around the corner and you guys involved in it as you always are, everyone has their favorite Christmas traditions and activities, Joe. What are some of the favorites that you and the other boys will be doing at home this year? Well, I'll tell you, I, I don't think we're any different than anybody else, Dave. You know, you, you've got a whole year of working and being busy and everything else, and Christmas time's always a time to, uh, to, 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 to shut all of that out and just be with your family and, and enjoy family, just like that down-home Christmas song says and, it's, and, and the way it's written. Uh, it's, a, it's a time to be with everybody and count your blessings. And I know every year in my family, we, we pray. And we thank the Lord for the blessings of the previous year. We ask for his blessings and guidance in the year ahead. And we thank him for his son, Jesus Christ, because it's important to do so. It's the real reason we have Christmas in the first place. And we remind ourselves that, that uh, the same Jesus that was born in a manger can still help guide our lives today if we'll trust in him. And I think it's important for a family to gather around and hold hands and pray and, uh, and, and, and get closer together as a family and uh, to realize who, who, who's the boss. And uh, that's what we do on Christmas, and and then we eat a lot. I think we've got. <laughs> I think we've gotten away we, from uh, a lot of that, and I agree. We need we need more of it. We need a little bit more stability and return to the basics. John Bon Jovial, I know you're waiting to ask a question. Yeah, hey Joe, it is hey. so great to have you back on with us again. Uh, but I'm listening to your uh, comments on gathering around the piano, and the first thing that kind of came to mind would have been the old radio shows of the 30s and 40s. I guess the Mercury Theater would have been a good example of, uh, of a live performance and that kind of enthusiasm. Um, now, while I realize you're not doing War of the Worlds, but would you approach the uh, production and making of this album with pretty much the same premise of, of doing a, a live radio drama with that kind of enthusiasm? Well, you know, John, and by the way, it's good to talk to you again, brother. Good to see you. Yes, uh, good sir. to hear you anyway. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, I, I don't know that we purposely had that in mind, but I know that what we had in mind was that same kind of earthy feeling to it, like it's happening now. It all felt real live like it could have been a live radio show. Uh, in fact, a live radio show of the Oak Ridge Boys working in studio with Dave Cobb and a small group of incredible musicians would have made for an incredible uh, old-timey live radio show, to be honest, because just the whole creative process that goes behind working with Dave and having these songwriters coming in and bringing a song in and everybody listening to it for the first time, and next thing you know, we're recording it. It, it really had that kind of feel to it, John, to be honest. Well, things have come a long way since uh, the depiction of making a recording in the movie Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where they got paid $10 <laughs> for singing into a can. <laughs> <laughs> and we've come a long way from War of the World. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, Joe, did. it's funny you mentioned that, uh, that uh, live radio show of the recording sessions when you were talking about them originally. Well, first thing that flashed through my mind, uh, especially after having caught the semi-impromptu uh, music with you and Elizabeth Golden, uh, I was thinking it would have been great if you could have done a video behind the scenes as some of the artists do now where you get some of the scenes from behind the scenes in the studio actually we did 
Awesome. We we uh, we, really? we had a video crew record the whole thing. I don't oh. know if it's going to come out in a sizzle reel or a YouTube video or uh, I don't know how that's going to come out exactly, but it will come out. And yes, we did did exactly that, Dave. Good call. We, Fantastic. Uh, we had a video crew filming us, uh, filming the process, filming the recording, filming us recording, and filming some of the back behind the scenes, uh, uh, so forth and so on. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that really happened. In fact, the same company has already, we've already shot two videos for, for this, uh, I mean, the regular videos for the Christmas right. album. And uh, I think they're working on another one that's going to be kind of like that behind the scenes thing. And uh, in fact, we had some guests. We did, um, oh, Reindeer on the Roof. We did the Reindeer on the Roof song. And uh, we shot it. And then we had John Ritz come by and Jamie Johnson and actor Dennis Quaid came by and did a little cameo. So it's really fun. And uh, I can't wait to see that. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm glad we stumbled onto a, uh, a sneak preview there and, uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to that. Give us a yell if you can, when, uh, when that thing is going to be available in some form, either, uh, YouTube or as a video or however they decide finally to package it. I'd like to, I'd like to be able to see that and share it. That should be awesome. It's uh, yeah, that'd it, be great, Dave. There's a lot of wheels turning right now on this album. It's uh, this Lightning Rod Records, man, and Thirty Tigers are some of the biggest distributors, and uh, what a great, probably one of the top independent labels in town. And they they really love us, man, and they do a lot of work with Dave Cobb. And uh, I think that um, uh, that this album is going to get a lot of attention this year. And I'll tell you a little side note. This is a little something you, you may or may not know, but uh, tomorrow on release day, Dion Warwick is releasing in a new Christmas album. Really? Thing she's done in years. And yeah. we're on it. Amazing. We sing oh. Jingle Bells with John Ritz and Dion. So, oh, my uh, gosh. A, a, little, a little plug for Dion's new album there. And uh, I don't know when you're playing this that we're doing, but as I say tomorrow, I mean where I am. <laughs> right. Well, this, this will but break. Look for, look, for a new, look for a new Dion Warwick Christmas album, and the Oak Ridge Boys are singing Jingle Bells. See, we just can't get away from Christmas, man. <laughs> well, you do such a great job with it, and I know from having uh, from having seen some of the videos from your past shows uh, that the fans just get right into it and love it, and uh, you guys don't disappoint. As a matter of fact, uh, you never do from everything I hear, and uh, we're we're just thankful you were able to come and share some time with us here. Before we let you go, I wanted to know, now you've done this Christmas tour for how many years now? This will be our 30th upcoming. Oh, well, you're just getting into the swing of things. Uh, maybe you'll come oh, back yeah. after you have a little more experience at it. Yeah, really. We've got that. We've got some tremendous production we've used the last couple of years. We're going to use it again this year, these incredible uh, uh, CGI video screens. And uh, we can do so much with the stage staging and with the individual songs with the different uh, video computer screens going on back there. So it's really, really cool. Wow, I wish you were wish you were coming by our area with that. I, I've caught several of your shows, but I haven't caught your Christmas show in person yet. Uh, this tour this year, uh, do you have many uh, first time stops on it? Oh, uh, there's a few. We're actually doing a, a bunch of dates in uh, 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 the Northeast this year. Oh, we're playing Baltimore, for instance. That's kind of cool. Oh. City, Maryland. We are going to some places we've never been. Most of the tour this year, like last year, we went all the way to the Pacific Northwest and back. Uh, this year, it's mostly Midwest and, uh, and, and, and the Northeast. Great. Now, before you get out of here, tell everybody where they can find Down Home Christmas and get a copy. 
Okay, well, you can go to anywhere that uh, serves music right now. It actually hits the streets October 25th. You can pre-order it now at iTunes. Just put Oak Ridge Boys Down Home Christmas. Uh, Amazon has it pre- for pre-order right now. It comes out the 25th. You can go to oakridgeboys.com, click on merch, merchandise, click on the merch thing and order it from uh, our, our uh, merchandise people. And uh, Spotify, it'll be everywhere. Fantastic. Joe, thank you so much for spending time with us, sharing your stories, and of course, wonderful music of the Oak Ridge Boys. Give our best to all the boys, and uh, keep I in touch. Will, Come back and see us all right, again. Brother. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for your friendship, and uh, thank you, uh, John. Good to, good to hear you again, and uh, God bless you guys. God bless. Thanks, Take care now. Well, a brave little boy sat down to write a letter to the North Pole. He had a very special request. He wrote, I don't want the same things as all the other kids. You see, my daddy, well, he's been gone for a real long time, and we really miss him. And we really miss having him around here, especially this time of the year. And the letter, well, it went kind of like this. Dear Santa, or Jesus, whoever it may concern, I know you're busy up there a-working, but I'm glad we wait my turn, just in case you might happen to miss it. Only one thing on my wish list, me and Mama wants you to bring Daddy home for Christmas. Well, he stuck on a green candy cane stamp and walked it on down to the red magic mailbox at City Hall. The big man himself was out front, taking pictures with all the little kids. He waited patiently on his chance, and when it finally came, he walked up and sat on the jolly man's knee. And Santa said, What would you like for Christmas? Uh, without a second thought and no hesitation he said dear Santa or Jesus whoever it may concern I know you're busy up there a working but I'm glad we wait my turn just in case you might happen to miss it only one thing on my wish list me and Mama wants you to bring Daddy home for Christmas. Snowstorm closed the interstate. He called his boy and said, I'll be late, but I'll be back home on time for Christmas Day. I got a story kind of weird. I met a big old guy with a big old beard. He had a sack full of toys. He was dressed in red. Reindeer pulling on a big old sled. I got a special letter addressed to you. When you read it, you know just what to do. And the letter said, Dear Santa, or Jesus, Whoever it may concern, I know you're busy up there a-working, but I'm glad we wait my turn, just in case you might happen to miss it. 
Only one thing on my wish list Me and Mama wants you to bring Daddy home for Christmas Me and Mama wants you to bring Daddy home for Christmas Bring Daddy home for Christmas. The Oak Ridge Boys from their 2019 Christmas album, Down Home Christmas. You're going to love it, folks. And we always love having Joe Bonsell come and visit us and, of course, bring the music of the Oak Ridge Boys. And also, how about our, our new friend there, Nicholas Edward Williams, who will be coming back to see us sometime next year, too, I certainly hope. I hope you enjoyed the show. John Bon Jovi time to take us home yes indeed it certainly is well david uh got to tell you the david bowers awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of computer help usa in beautiful naples florida and of course from the valley of the sun in tempe arizona and we are available for free on blog talk radio that's right you can also find us on anchor fm for the uh, and the app for the ios and android phones you can find us on apple podcasts youtube iHeartRadio, spreaker you know all these silly platforms that carry podcasts that's where you're going to find the david bowers awards and probably one of the more important ones that you're going to want to uh, look at is uh, the one that pays you to listen to podcasts that's called podcoin be sure to uh, join us next week for the david bowers awards saturday at 12 p.m eastern on wrfz fm it's 106.3 on your FM radio dial, Rochester Free Radio, and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. For more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen so. Until next week, for The David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.